I say, Africa must wake up, the sleeping sons of Jacob, for what tomorrow may bring. May Our dynasty on the morning bliss. Can you tell me, young ones, who are we today? All right, it seems we've uh, sorted out issues with the line. Twin Masia, museum curator and cultural facilitator, is joining us to speak about Sesotho uh, customs and the events, people, and places. Thank you very much for joining us, Twin. Um, good morning, uh, Patricia, and a very good morning again to your uh, listeners. Thank you for having me. Ah, we are grateful. Dumela, uh, Oh my goodness. But I'm so grateful. Tell us, why are the Sisotu writings so important? And are um, they writings that are enough for us to get more literature and knowledge around uh, Basotho? Um, the Sisutu heritage writing um, that I'm having right now um, from the ancestral voices um, are the collections um, that consisting about um, 891 writings. Um, and they were, they are all writing on uh, approximately 19,000 typewritten A4 pages, all in indigenous languages. Um, it's about an estimated 6 million indigenous um, words. Um, so these were all written in the 1930s and uh, 1950s by about 186 authors, um, and which is very, very um, interesting and uh, uh, fascinating uh, because for the first time, South Africans can read the earliest uh, recorded oral accounts of the events that took place in South Africa. And, you know, it, it's, it's so interesting because all of this, um, the writers had to interview their elders um, who provided this oral account and that are stretching back to as far as uh, the 1700s and early 1800s. So um, these writings are, are really, really, really um, of interest and fascinating. So they are all written in, in Sisulu, um, Sisutu, um, Vende, um They are all in seven official um, essay languages. So these are the writings that we've, we've never heard of before. And these are all new information, and they are pro- they're providing um, a very new perspective that um, we never knew, and they are definitely changing um, the whole myth um, surrounding the whole um, South African history. So that's all that I can say for now. Now, uh, I, I, there's some way I'm going to take you, and I, I, I'm glad that you're open to talk about this. I've... I, I've it, it, it's always a struggle to get to know um, our people um, because our history is not freely available. Uh, we don't grow up learning in history lessons about um, our various cultures. The history of Batlokwa and Basia, 
of uh, the free state. And yes, I am biased, uh, but uh, where I'm from, um, via my grandmother, uh, and, and, and I love the history because the, 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 the empire of Batlokwa at some point was um, under the queenship of Queen Mantantisi. So please take us through this rich, beautiful history of Batlokwa and Basia. Uh, uh, thank you so much. Um, it is really interesting to read in these um, writings about the Bakoka, um who, who I might say that um, they have been written extensively about, and you know from their customs. Um, um, when a young man wanted to give a signal to how to marry, um, giving out of the bride, um, iron smelting, at burial of the dead. Um, so we all know that the Batoka are said to be the descendants of the Bahurute who came down from Ethiopia and settled down in present-day Botswana. And they all trace their early ancestry to Mkhali, Ndate Mokhata, Ndate Tabani. Ndate Tabani had five sons. Umung Inelidiali, Aileen Angaba Pedi Chulimpopo, and Nerenali Morena Khepi. Then he had uh, a son named Twadi, who is um, the founder of the Yena uh, Obatokwa. I'm not going to dwell a lot about Matibulo, uh, Obaputi, and Musia, Aileen Atalena, in the free state. So Obatokwa is still uh, uh, the widely spread um, clan in the country. Uh, you'll find them in Pumalanga, um, yeah, in Natal, KZN. You'll find them in Fushtay and also in the Northwest. And uh, they, are, they can also be traced also um, to some parts of, of, of Africa. Um, but what, is, what I found interesting here about the backlog of the Free State uh, among these writings um, is the land that they owned and the transactions that um, were made between them and uh, General Fick, um, whom the town of Fick that is named after, and uh, uh, General de Villiers, whom the town of Villiers is named after. Um, so there are many key issues, and as one goes through these writings about the land, uh, the, delegation, the delegation that was sent, uh, actually, to to England, you know, to try and claim back the land. Um, one can also note the transactions, and this information has never been, um, you know, we were never aware of this information, and uh, it's so uh, fascinating. It's interesting that the, the writers will, will will note this for us uh, to read in our in the language that we can understand and. Uh, uh, to dispel the, the, the other notions that um, when the Boers came into the free state uh, on uh, on the Great Trek, they found uh, at, you know the whole free state with no people. Um, I think that's that's a now the, the book it's a, it's a total lie. Uh, when the Boers came in here, they found the Bakoka and other uh, tribes um, living here in the free state and. Um, we, we now know that there was also transactions of about seven thousand 
head of cattle, which was exchanged between the Fakokwa of Obamulefe uh, to Jan Fick and uh, 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 um, and These were all loaded down uh, by C. Makamule, and uh, we also we also wrote down the names of these delegates, the year and the person they went to see in London, uh, which is the um, Selborne. So it is it is really um, remarkable. And uh, another aspect or another um, important. Uh, fact here I can mention is about it, uh, the, the places around the free state which um, are mentioned here, uh, whether it's rivers, um, the mountains, um, and all those important places which you might not be aware of today. So I found this writing very, 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 um, um, you know, um, interesting. And uh, I believe each and every South African needs to really grab a copy and uh, read through and get to know the real uh, South African history as written by our ancestors in the languages that we know. Um, I mean, there are other accounts which are written in Zulu, uh, for example, uh, by, an, by an author uh, called Shezi, um, where he talks about the Bambata Rebellion. And uh, there's, an, there's an other account about the Spanish flu in a rural community of Mamabolo in Limpopo. Um, you know, and this, these accounts are really um, incredible and something never heard of. Um, we, we got to read about Sikonyel of Batokwa, who attacked um, Umgugunzo, um, you know, um, King Bingan's headquarters in Chase and I mean, we've never heard of this in, in, in my time, the school in history. Um, while reading history to the point and and all those history books that uh, were really biased in my in my opinion. Thank you. We've got a lovely, lovely message here, and I'm glad that Nkabi is listening. Uh, Nkabi Musase is based in Lesotho in Maseru and listening from there saying, Dumela, I was Patricia and Twin. Uh, I am always happy and overwhelmed to listen to this part of the show. Uh, Patricia, you can speak Lesotho. Wow! I'm enjoying this conversation a lot. Basically, our history mostly is written in our hearts. I am from the Bahuruzi tribe, Kimu Fukeng, and I am wow. so happy, Patricia. Wow. So, Twin, um, you know, how can we as ordinary South Africans be part of the project that you are putting together um, to, f- to make sure that we understand the richness of our culture, the text, um, our, our, our artifacts? Because we've got artifacts, as is so too. You know, it's not just the blankets and the hats. There's much more to it. How can we start being part of projects that um, magnify who we are as uh, Africans? Um, this, this this project is the ancestral voices is actually an, uh, a, a living heritage um, project. Um, I will encourage um, every South African to to get a copy. Of these um, books, which are available from the South African Heritage Publishers, and they are, they've got their social pages on uh, Facebook. Uh, one can follow that them there, and 
because these collections are being translated in English, there are other words which are now not in use. And, uh, you know, we can help by actually provide, uh, by giving us uh, the, the right words and helping out. Um, some of um, some of the writers, you will, many readers will discover that um, they are descendants actually of the authors. Um, so it is really, really important because um, um, the publishers are looking into this, the descendants of the authors to actually honor them uh, for this um, work that they've left us. Um, and this work, it's, uh, it's, it's so amazing um, that um, that Terence Ball, who is whom I got to know the the project, um, has actually put out a list of names um, and submitted the names um, to the presidency because he and the team believe that the authors actually de deserves um, a, a, a recognition. Um, so yeah, I will encourage everyone to get on on the socials and. Uh, Get the books, and get the manuscript, and help in, tra in translating, and all, but also in in tracing um, the descendants of um, of the authors. So, um, twin, where are you currently curating um, the Sotu arts and um, and and um, exhibiting stuff? Um, I am currently based in a small town called Mama Fuberu, um, on your way to Bethlehem, um, which is the area that is also being, um, you know, um, mentioned in the city of Bakoka, that when Jan Fick, um, you know, um, kind of like uh, scammed the Basutu, the, the Bakoka to say, look, you, you need to pay 7,000 head of cattle and 2,000 pounds then to buy land and he actually allocated them the land between Frankfurt and Twilling, Rays and Ferry. So this is where I am. And we're running a small museum here and we're making sure that these stories are coming to life and we are doing reenactments and bringing the stories to, uh, to life. And uh, I actually stumbled across these writings when I was doing a research on a documentary on uh, Queen Mantakisi, you did mention earlier, and it's one of the stories that also that is not getting attention, and uh, we believe that she really played a, a big role, especially in also protecting uh, um, the Batokwa as a clan. Lalela, oh, I'm losing it now. I'm mixing my suit with my Zulu. Hi, Emang Hanyan. About our queens in the African context and also where our queendoms and kingdoms have lost their privilege. I'd really love to have this conversation with you um, around kingship and queenship and where we have lost it in Africa. Uh, are you open to that? Um. That will be a pleasure. I can get a whole horrific buena, a whole Lucas on a Sutusina, a Lona, and Africa Rona, 
le yena mo mantikitse ka thaba bolo ne ke le buila holo ka monyetla ona o mfile ngona ke le ka ga fresh data re ke bue le lona ne re bue ka thaba ke nana ke le bue le ausa a a ideng a phone ela all the way from lesotho ke le buila holo ke le buila holo i don't know what to say ke le bue um, we just are so grateful for all the information you've given us, for the great work that you are doing to make sure that we know more about Sesotho, uh, the customs, the culture, the events, the places, the people, and the yeah. queenships and kingships. Be blessed, and we look forward to coming all the way uh, to the Free State so that we can enjoy uh, the art that you have put together and some of the books. I know you do work closely with SA uh, publishers who have a body of books around our various cultures, so looking forward to that. Thank you so much uh, to you and your listeners.